Greetings! Salutations! I'm Francis. I'm Jordan. Welcome to the Podcast Diaries, a podcast where two friends dive deep into the world of nostalgia by rereading the Princess Diaries book series by Meg Cabot. Thank you for joining us again. I hope last week you listened to episode one. Uh, for us, it is still September 14th. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it is five so, minutes later. <laughs> it is about five minutes after the end of the last episode. Um, but for you, it is a whole week in the future. How are you doing? I hope everything's going well. Um, <laughs> it's been a great week. Yeah. Hopefully uh, things are doing well for you. Uh, let's jump right in. Jordan, why don't you tell us a little bit about this section? <laughs> I would love to dive right in, Francis. Thank you for that. Uh, so this section we read from Sunday, October 5th to the section titled More Wednesday. We stopped at the section Thursday, October 16th, Homeroom. That will be our final episode. And we're gonna have a guest. And our final episode, sorry. That's gonna be our final episode of book one. (laughs) Um, So anyway, so synopsis uh, hmm, a synopsis of this section after an insider tip from mr g about a pop quiz mia writes the quadratic formula on her shoe in an effort to cheat but still fails the quiz grammaire mia's grandmother and the dowager princess of genovia arrives in new york city to give mia princess lessons grammaire is tough on mia and insists that she skip helping lily film her cable tv show to get a full princess makeover mia is unhappy with her new look and puts up a fight about attending princess lessons. Mia's father agrees to donate $100 a day to Greenpeace as payment for Mia's cooperation. Lily berates Mia for missing the taping of her show in in order to get a Lana Weinberger style makeover. Mia stands up to Lily's bullying and returns home instead of spending the night at Lily's. But the next morning, Mia runs into Mr. G in her kitchen. Mr. G is wearing boxer shorts and has clearly spent the night. Helen lies to Mia and says Mr. G slept on the couch. Mia knows she's lying, but chooses to accept the lie in an effort to maintain some normalcy with Mr. G. Still fighting with Lily, Mia has nowhere to sit at lunch. She approaches Tina Hakim Baba, a Saudi Arabian girl who eats lunch uh, lunch alone every day with her bodyguard. Mia finds Tina is a kind friend and feels guilty for having judged her and never approached her before. Lana attempts to bully Tina, and Mia assaults Lana with an ice cream cone, a Nutty Royale to be specific. (laughs) Tina thanks Mia for defending her and invites her for a sleepover. The news of Mia's princess status leaks, and Mia's face shows up on the cover of the New York Post. Mia's father blames Mr. G, while Helen blames Grandmere for leaking the news. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, Um, dun. This was such a fun section to read. It definitely brought me back to reading it for the first time. And I think we can all agree that Mia has some serious anxiety issues and she, she really needs to address them. I mean, she needs therapy. <laughs> like for real intense therapy. She goes mm-hmm. on and on. Like she doesn't sleep for an entire night. Like I'm going to get caught for sure. I just know it. Like mm-hmm. chill, yeah, about girl. The cheating. it's a yeah. pop quiz. It is mm-hmm. a-okay. Like, she says <laughs> Greenpeace won't want a cheater. <laughs> totally displaced anxiety like that would be totally easily fixed if she just tried for one second to talk to one person I mean it's incredible um (laughs) I mean I think it tells us a lot about her state of mind in this moment totally (laughs) and I mean for a 14 year old she's going through a lot her mother is. is dating her algebra teacher 
that's stressful. She saw her out of a teacher in his underwear. Not great. Mm-hmm. Um, not <laughs> not great. I can't imagine. I don't remember who our algebra teachers were, but seeing them in their underwear probably would not have been great. Oh, was- <laughs> just thinking about one of them. <laughs> I don't want to say his name, but maybe this is a good opportunity. Oh to- <laughs> my god, I just thought of who it was too. <laughs> let's call him. Let's call him Cigarette- Mark McGrath. Cigarette ash and bo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're so mean. I'm sure he was a nice gentleman. I'm sure he was fine. Oh, God. So, the central theme of this (laughs) section, in my opinion, is standing up for yourself. Yes. Mia has clearly struggled with this in the past. She, to put it gently, is kind of a wuss. But in this section, I think she really shines and she stands up to her, to Lily about herself. Yeah. She stands up to Lana regarding like for Tina basically and then she stands up to her dad and gets a hundred bucks a day for Greenpeace (laughs) like it it really is she really goes out of her comfort zone in in several instances in this section and I was proud of her I thought she did yeah no I think she did a good job I think Mm -hmm. we're seeing her grow and Mm -hmm, kind of mm -hmm. start to feel herself a bit which is good feel myself myself. But I think the most important thing in this section is we finally get to meet Gromare. Oh, yeah. Gromare is here. She's in New York. She's here. That, I literally, that was <laughs> one of my quotes. I literally just, like, that, oh, no, she's here. <laughs> like, she's just here. The drama. The drama of it all. And I, I mean, she deserves, Clarissa deserves mm-hmm. every minute of it. She, she is absolutely a queen. like literally 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 and figuratively we stand a queen (laughs) absolutely um (laughs) and it is interesting to meet her after we have had this kind of shitty 14 year old be like oh man i wish my grandma was dead yeah (laughs) like she she sucks she's not nice and then we meet her and Mm -hmm. you know she is mean she's mean but she's harsh if she was a man she would be a boss Exactly. Great point. <laughs> Great feminist point. She would actually probably just be a dickhead, but still. Probably, yeah. We'd be like, what a jerk. I hate him even more now that he's a man. <laughs> um, some, so, some, I wrote down a list of some things we learned about Grumare and about her first page and a half of intro. Yeah. Uh, she's mean. She has a 15-year-old toy poodle. She wears sexy negligees. She has eyeliner tattooed on her eyelids. She smokes. Mia thinks Grammaire will not like New York City because of gay people, cats, no smoking laws, and her mother's wooden fertility goddesses. And she always drops Thermopolis from Mia's last name. Which is rude and unnecessary, but I mean, I can kind of see her point, if I'm honest. Totally. But she also drops it, and I think we kind of have that explained to us by uh, early an incident that Mia discusses with a uh, foie gras yes, where grandmare refused <laughs> to um refused to serve a woman foie, foie gras because foie gras. she had had a <laughs> uh had a, had had a child out of wedlock and Mia very rightfully so points out that her son also had a son yeah. out of wedlock and he gets foie gras so like what's what's up <laughs> what the hell <laughs> like yeah mm-hmm. so i think we don't really have any basis to know that to think that grandma wouldn't like gay people but because of this incident i think we can agree that Maybe she wouldn't. (laughs) Maybe she would be a little judgy. In my mind, Grammaire is like a gay icon. Same, me too. But 
I really don't have any uh, platform to make that decision. No, I don't. Yeah, there is no reason to think that. But I absolutely had the same thought. I was like, no, yeah. she is leading the pride parade. Yeah. She's on I the mean, throne, let's literally. Hope. Let's hope. <laughs> Yeah. Um, also, I think the foie gras incident just represents the fact that Grammaire operates in an eternal double standard. You yes. know, <laughs> she, yes. what she thinks is how it's going to be mm-hmm. until she thinks something else. So, exactly. but then she will not say that she has changed her mind. Like she's like, no, no I've always thought this. This is how like, it's yeah, always no. been. I've always served people out of one walk fra- foie gras. Absolutely, like yes, always. <laughs> this is who I am and always have been. Uh, I believe my... foie gras is liver, but it's I'm not sure. duck liver, isn't it? Duck liver. It's like a super fancy delicacy. Not my jam. I'm not going to lie. I think liver is really good. (laughs) (laughs) So I'd probably like foie gras, but I've also not had a child out of wedlock. So maybe I'll have an opportunity to eat some. Yeah, yeah, that's true. for me. I'm not anti-foie gras. I would try it just I'm also not anti having a child out of wedlock. I am. So I would serve you foie gras. (laughs) Don't bring any bastards near me. (laughs) I do not approve. (laughs) Jon Snow trash. Um, Anywho. Um, Yes, anyway, moving forward with Grammier, I think. I mean, I could discuss her all day, truly. Uh, For real. I I kind of do want to get into the eyeliner. I the know eyeliner. we kind of said that as a joke during the trailer, but truly Mia's explanation for said eyeliner mm-hmm. is so incredible. And I, I mean, it's okay. So Mia says, yes. plus, even though she takes her makeup off to sleep, she still has on the eyeliner because she had it tattooed on her eyelids back in the 80s when she went through a brief manic phase after Princess Grace dies. <laughs> I mean, I mean, tr- like that makes sense. Your friend dies. That mm-hmm. would be traumatic and it is insane. But to have the reaction to tattoo on eyeliner. Oof. Wow. What wow. did she say? There's that quote about Oh my god, I no wrote wonder grandpair died in bed or whatever. <laughs> yeah, no wonder grandpair. Gram wait, Grim, how do we say this? Grandpair, I Grand-pair. guess. Grandpair. Grandpair uh died of a heart attack in bed. He probably rolled over one morning and got a real good look at his wife. Ooh. <laughs> that is a what what a diss. Call a diss. <laughs> what a diss. That is a that callback is a to hard episode one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is oof. Oof. That is harsh, and mm-hmm. I mean, I can't. I'm trying to picture what I guess you would just look like. You just have eyeliner and nothing else on. When, especially as you get older, your like eyelashes and eyebrows mm-hmm. are a lot more sparse. Probably very stark. So yeah, so it's literally <laughs> just. I mean, raccoon yeah. eyes. Very My Chemical Romance, I believe. Sick. For the young children listening, My Chemical Romance was an amazing <laughs> band from the early 2000s. Check them out. Um, They're on tour, or if they were before they were. COVID. I was going to go um, see them. Anyway, sorry, I'm we don't need to talk about jealous. that. <laughs> uh, we do get a little more insight into Genovia, population 50,000. So 50,000 people are living in one square mile. That, that seems like a lot. That's a that crowded, seems like crowded a lot. Maybe Manhattan, country. that's the case. Uh, that's but true. Genovia, which supposedly has like beautiful sprawling beaches and stuff, like yeah. it just doesn't add up. It it's just not adding add up. up for me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But, I mean, I will forgive it for now because I do believe they go back and kind mm-hmm. of they reevaluate the landmass of Genovia. So. Um, let's do. hope so. Because, I mean, that's a very crowded, 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 crowded situation. And if it was Not like that, then I, oh my goodness, I can't even imagine. <laughs> um, 
gosh, this will be fun to listen to when it's not COVID anymore. Uh, <laughs> are like, one day. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So anyway, so the first in- interaction with Grammaire, she assigns Mia a task of writing an essay about the 10 women she admires most. Um, that list is just a fascinating insight into Mia's brain. Um, So I'll go ahead and read the list with no descriptions initially. So number one, Madonna. Number two, Princess Di. Three, Hillary Rodham Clinton. Four, Peekaboo Street. Five, Leola Mae Harmon. Six, Joan of Arc. Seven, Christy, a fictional character. Eight, the lady cop who gave a truck driver a ticket for honking at a woman with a short skirt. Number nine, Mil- Lily Moscovitz. Number 10, Helen Thermopolis. So it's a real uh, menagerie of characters here. Certainly, <laughs> yes. That is uh, certainly a good word for that. Um, Christy, I, that one's not so interesting. That's like a character for some, from some book she read. It'll be like, Most of them like we know, Right. Most of them we've heard of, except you may not have heard of Leola May Hart. Francis, uh, would you like to explain who Leela May is? <laughs> I would love, love, love to. What an interesting story. Um, she ha- is a delightful, we don't really know she's delightful, but I'm going to say delightful because I have faith <laughs> in that. And um, she was a woman who in the 70s um, was in a terrible car accident and she was hit by a drunk driver where she lost her child and she was horribly disfigured and her face notably her lips were gone so after her husband leaves her she goes to one dr james stalling who gives her her lips back by grafting her vagina lips onto her face lips or well where her face lips once were lips i guess for lips lips <laughs> for lips um, um, and there was an entire movie made about this called Why Me, which I find so interesting <laughs> because oh Mia God, is constantly saying yes. this. Is <laughs> this wonder, did, you, did you Google this? Is this real? This is fully real. Yes, this is very oh, true. Wow. And the movie came out in 1984. Um, and mm. I do. Okay. So, so Dr. Um, Stalling and uh, Leona Mae Harmon got married. Uh, and I wanted to end on a happy note. Unfortunately, their marriage did only last five years. However, <laughs> <laughs> however, they did both go on to remarry and have very happy lives. Well, that's um, wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but I think that's a, a, a good one, I guess. You know, I mean, it's, it's unique. We'll it's a bit it of an insight it's into me. Certainly Mia not too, a bad she, one. Yeah, not a bad one. It's, it, I think it is an insight, though, into Mia. Like, mm-hmm. she obviously, she calls herself like this. She thinks she's so ugly. She's yeah. very down on herself. So mm-hmm. I wonder if she really does just like feel a kinship to this woman and it's like, I could get some vagina lips or something mm-hmm. and I would be beautiful one day. Well, and it's clear that, I, th- I think maybe we get more of this later, but it's clear that she is quite pretty mm-hmm. and just doesn't think she is. But I yes. think you make a good point about the the why me, how it's called why me, yeah. and that she was really drawn to that. <laughs> yes. Um, also, I think it's really cool that she admires the lady cop who gave the truck driver a woman a ticket or gave the truck driver a ticket for honking a woman with a short skirt and then gave yes. him another ticket for like talking back we stand very feminist it's delightful it is very um, nice so grammaire rips up the list she hates it she Rude. gives it a big thumbs down uh says princess die is a twink 
Right. I'm personally offended by that. Okay. Well, so, <laughs> and also I looked this up because I mean, obviously Twink is a reference to a gay man, a young gay right. man That's who is like muscular and skinny and like cute. cute and a cute little, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we know this term. And I looked it up and I could find zero other reference. I even like tried oh. to be like, what did it mean? Like in the sixties or something <laughs> and nothing, there's well, nothing. So I don't know what Grandmare is thinking. She's throwing out some accusations. Yeah, she really is. Well, she's, you know, she can be kind of a bee. She can be kind of a bee. I mean, sorry to anyone with sensitive ears, but she can be a bit of a bee. Um. <laughs> if you don't want to hear us call her a bee, skip ahead 10 seconds. Um, or, well, it's too late now. Um, <laughs> so, Grammar tells Mia, you need to meet me here tomorrow. Well, okay. We've already Well, they meet at the I plaza. Mia is to attend Princess. Yes. Grammar. They meet at the plaza where Grammar is staying, the all pinked out penthouse. Um, I meant to Google if the penthouse actually looked like that in 2000. I did too, and I, and I totally forgot. Yeah. Well, I'll post pictures of it if it did <laughs> on our Instagram. Um, <laughs> so she tells Mia, you need to meet me here at 10 o'clock on Saturday. We are going to do something. And Mia says, oh, no, I can't. That's when I film my TV show with Lily. And Grandmere says, don't care. Be here. So naturally, Mia tells Lily. She can't make it. Lily gets all mad. Uh, Grandmere takes Mia to shape how low. Which, Can I stop you for a moment? Please. Just to talk. Okay. I'm going off the rails. So we have a small, <laughs> I have a small derailment, but, oh, I have a small dethronement. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> About that, because I had a very similar situation happen where I couldn't hang out with a friend because I had like a family obligation and we literally never spoke again. Oh, I was about to ask if it was me, but it No, wasn't. no, no. <laughs> I, I don't think you met this person oh. once. Um, it was when we, it was actually when I was like 14 and it was like, I hadn't seen my cousin in a really long time. And this girl who I was very good friends with had been friends with all through middle school. We went to different high schools and she like, she was like, you have to come with me to this thing. And I was like, ah, oh, sorry, I can't. I have a thing. And she was like, no, you have to, I'm your best friend and you have to come with me. And I was like, no, I have to see my family. And she was like, she literally, I distinctly remember this. The text message said, friends should be like family Fran. <laughs> I know. Yeah. She called me Fran, which is not my favorite. Um, but and she was, she was really jealous of you. I do remember that. And that was well, like kind of, too. <laughs> well, say, I mean, truly, uh, but yeah, truly. It, it really, really brought me back That's into weird. that space. It was so strange. And I was like, wow. But obviously, well, hmm. no spoilies, but Lily and Mia do become friends again after. Yes. Their- Unlike you and this unnamed person. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call her Sarah. <laughs> no, that's weird. Uh, I interesting. I mean, that. I guess when you're 14, your mental faculties are. It is very extreme, not, and it, I mean, Lily. Gets and you have mad. extreme emotional reactions. Yeah, to she it. has an extreme emotional reaction to it. I think. Which, I think with Lily, it comes from a controlling standpoint. I think yes. she's just very controlling and wants to have a say in everything Mia does. Wants to yeah. be a part of it and gets mad when Mia stands up to her, which she does twice in this section um but i mean yeah like the for lily not to understand is kind of weird you know like your grandma's in town you have to do what your grandma has asked you to do that's right. just like what happens when you're 14 exactly even like, now you have no as control. like an yeah <laughs> almost 30 year old if my grandma r.i.p miss your grandma if she <laughs> alive yeah and no same i mean come over i'd be like oh i can't hang out for this my grandma needs me to <laughs> 
And I would be like, that's ridiculous. I'm not yeah. talking to you ever again. You're clearly, <laughs> you don't like me anymore. Yeah, exactly. um, that's exactly yeah but anyway, so to get back on the throne, um, <laughs> my, I'm going to, I'm going to try to make this work. Sounds like you think of like the toilet. What's <laughs> Ah, to okay. return to the throne. So, as you were saying, um, Grandmare takes Mia to um, Shea Palo. Yes. And Mia has a very offensive comment where she says, This is America. Your name is Paul. <laughs> that was <laughs> yes, very tacky. That was very. Yes. Um, so, she gets a makeover. And I guess they cut her hair pretty short because there are some Rosemary's Baby comments. Yes. Um, it, it just seems like they cut it short, they dye it blonde, they give her fake fingernails, like, she gets, she gets a full makeover. Um, From the small description we get, I feel like she pro- I think she probably looks really good. Yeah, it sounds like it looks awesome. Like, it seems like um, she's got, like, a cool pixie mm-hmm. cut before pixie cuts were really, like, a, a cool, cool thing to have. Like, mm-hmm. that was, she I was agree. ahead of the curve, bright blonde hair. Fake fingernails, not a huge fan of, but you know what? Go her if she wants to I do love that. love the clicky noise, though. Um, oh, just, to, just to sidebar on that, one of my favorite quotes about the fingernails is, um, uh, here, <laughs> when she, this is when she is fighting with Lily and tells her to shut up. She says, I don't think I've ever told anyone to shut up before. It's just not something I do. I don't know what happened, really. Maybe it was the fingernails. I never had fingernails before. They sort of <laughs> made me feel strong. <laughs> And I've totally had that when my nails are long and I'm like click clacking them around. I'm like, yes, I'm strong, bitch. Like, like you're going full on drag queen, like full, clacking yes, fingers. Full yes. on talking hands. Yes, we it's love. It's a thing. It's a real thing. Fake fingernails will make you feel powerful. I can feel that. I can appreciate mm-hmm. that. Exactly. I think that makes Me sense. Too. Yeah. So Lily gives her a bunch of shit for her makeover. She's like, you're trying to be like Lana Weinberger. And Mia has had enough. Mia, Mia puts the kibosh on that talk. And uh, I guess Michael witnesses it. Um, he walks in on the middle. Like, yeah. he walks in and says, whoa, because he reacts to her look. And her then look. seconds later, Mia explodes, basically, and mm-hmm. tells her to shut up and says, stop. Basically, just, like, stop. You're bullying me. You're my friend yes. and you're bullying me. And this isn't fair. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to be supportive of you. I'm, I had to go hang with my grandma. What do you want me to do mm-hmm. about that? Exactly. Like, there's nothing to say. Yeah, Lily's um, real nasty about it. Yeah, um, and it's really not fair. I mean, I... No, I agree. Yeah. So Mia goes home, and it's late at night. She was supposed to sleep over at Lily's. The next morning, Mr. G is down in the kitchen in his boxers and a t-shirt, so it's not like he's shirtless, thank goodness. <laughs> uh, but they clearly didn't know Mia had come home, and... Uh, Helen tries to cover it by saying, oh, the train broke down, so I told Mr. G to stay here. He slept on the couch. And Mia's like, if I was talking to Lily, Lily would say that she is, you know, just trying to make me think that she's not anything other than a maternal figure or something like that. Yeah. Um, And then she... Yeah. So Mia goes on to note that Mr. G is the third man to ever spend the night at the loft, Uh, the first being Wolfgang, who turned out to be gay. Um certainly a unique name for the 21st century (laughs) or for a music prodigy exactly exactly (laughs) on brand uh well we don't know he's a music prodigy but i can only assume um and the (laughs) the last one being tam who turned out to be a republican yikes (laughs) for the helen's list i mean clearly helen has been very careful with who she's brought around uh and this was obviously an accident 
but I, think, I yeah, I, think I that's can a respect thing, that Mia chose to not freak out and chose to like. Um, I just love the name Wolfgang. I wish, kind of wish Wolfgang was still in the picture, like as a friend. Yeah, that would be cool. That would <laughs> be really fun. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, he sounds really fun. Um, but what a bummer. Anyway, so yeah, I think that I I respect that Mia didn't make a big deal out of it and like laughed along with Mr. G when he tried to like oh it'd be so weird to see the other teachers in their underwear and they kind of just <laughs> yeah. around about it I thought that I, I liked the way he handled it yeah it was cute it was nice and it 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 makes me like him a lot more I mean I already like him mm-hmm. I mean we called him the winner last time yes. um but it I think it's really solidifying that he's not he's not a hit it and quit it type of guy no, he is he absolutely never. there and and clearly he cares about Mia like even though it's been a very mm-hmm. short time he is clearly trying to make her comfortable and wants yes. to kind of get to know her and be silly with her mm-hmm. and make sure she's not freaked out um yeah and she's like really a nice. weird kid clearly <laughs> like I mean, she's a little yeah. bit difficult so yeah. it's nice that he's trying yes I can't imagine I'm sure yeah. like he was expecting a very different woman to Helen when uh Helen walked into the parent meeting I'm sure he thought that she was going to be like a really crazy mom mm-hmm. was, like overbearing and like insane and yeah it's just like oh no it's just Mia she's fucking weird <laughs> she's just a weirdo and her um, mom's a, a total Betty <laughs> a total Betty um but I like I I do enjoy that um we have Michael's initial reaction mm-hmm. I think that's fun I think that's I a agree. really cute I don't know cute you mean to her explosion yes or well and also but his initial reaction to her new look oh yeah yeah, yeah. we can already tell that Michael kind of secretly has feelings for her he flirts with her he well he gives her the time of day which is something that a 17 year old would not give a 14 year old exactly he wasn't like interested a little (laughs) weird but a little weird we can kind of touch on that later because I mean I have we'll 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 talk about it we'll we'll get to it when we get to it we'll get to when we get to it um but I think it's cute that he has like a like I feel like if we were watching this or listening to this from Michael's perspective it would be a very like oh my gosh I've never seen Mia look like this like she's always beautiful but like oh my goodness Mm -hmm. like type of situation you know um and I think that's really cute (laughs) and then of course she explodes which is hilarious um Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I yeah I do love the hey Rosemary where's your baby that was my yeah good reference Um, so uh, yeah after the Mr. G incident uh Mia goes to school as one one does um and she has nowhere to sit at lunch she lists the 10 tables in the lunchroom and I really <laughs> mean because girls. I'm fascinated by them. So there's her table. What? Yeah, exactly. It's just like that scene in Mean Girls. So there's Mia's table, which she doesn't give a name to, just like her table, the jock table, the cheerleader table, the rich kid table, the hip hop table, the druggy <laughs> table, the drama freak table, the National Honor Society table, the foreign exchange student table, and the table where Tina Hakeem Baba sits with her bodyguard, Wahim. I am super excited because Tina is my favorite character. I incredible. Yes. freaking love Tina. I'm so excited to talk about Tina, and I would like to read this quote. I have two quotes I'd like to read about Tina, but okay. this one I would like to read first when Mia is initially deciding if she's going to go sit with Tina. She says, or no, she goes up to Tina and asks, like, can I sit here? And Tina is just thrilled. She gives this big smile. And Mia says, I felt kind of bad seeing Tina smile like that. Like, maybe I should have asked to sit down with her before. But I used to think she was such a freak because she rode to school in a limo and had a bodyguard. I don't think she's much as, as much of a freak now. 
And that, I mean, it's literally Mia's exact situation. I can't believe, like, I literally, I'm showing, I have that exact <laughs> line highlighted. It's so good, right? It like, is so good. It's and such a parallel. It's such a parallel. But I also have, an, if I may, before you read your second quote, no, I have, th- that's later. Okay. I have written <laughs> next to it, is this growth though? Because she's kind of yeah, a little shitty. She's forced into it. She's forced into it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she is 14, so we can appreciate that. You know, it's, it's hard to make friends. It's a, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a forced kindness. Well, it's not even right. forced kindness. It's a, it's a desperation because she has no one mm-hmm. to sit with because she yeah. has only had one friend really right. for the past 14 years. She doesn't have the bodyguard yet. Like Lars is not her bodyguard yet. Right, right. But she does have to ride in the limo to school thus far. So like she's halfway yes. to Tina. Two thirds really. I don't really, believe that Lars is an outside in that limo all day long. I think Philippe Same. is like, mm, no, sir, you're, you're staying here. Outside. Yeah. Like he's just uh, wearing yeah. camo in the hallways. Mia doesn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> also just a sidebar about Lars and how naive Mia is. She thought his gun was a third <laughs> arm stump. <laughs> Like, she thought the bulge from his gun was the stump of a third arm. I wonder about, like, what the hell? stuff like that I always read, and, like, it's one of those where, like, obviously Meg Cabot's hilarious, like, because that's yes. funny. That's a hilarious thing to write. But I, and I wonder, is it, like, does Mia truly think that? Or is she just trying to be funny? Like, I truly can't Ling, decide. Yeah. I mean, she seems very, I think she really thinks it too. Cause like she says such strange things throughout, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. But it's, yes, I agree. That was, yeah. I mean, but yeah, I I really, I'm, I love Tina's entrance and she's fantastic. And she's so sweet. And pretty immediately Mia and Tina's relationship is solidified um, because Tina gets up to like go get something from the lunch line and brings Mia back an ice a nutty royale ice cream cone. Mm-hmm. And Lana comes over and is super, super mean. She says to Tina, Did your daddy give you an extra hundred dollars today so you could buy yourself a new friend? So fucking and weird. Mia just high off her first snap <laughs> <laughs> shoves her nutty royale into Lana's cheerleading uniform. Uh and I mean, really doesn't feel any remorse no, about it. She doesn't even think she's going to get in trouble. Like, <laughs> Lana, I guess, true. runs out. Everybody's yeah. staring. And then in her next class, she gets, you know, a hall pass or whatever to come to the principal's office. Principal and she's, up. like, yeah. shocked. <laughs> she's, she's like, like that's what? <laughs> I didn't think about that. So, and also, just right before that happens, we get our very first instance of Mia smelling Michael. Which is is this the first a one theme throughout? Oh, I didn't the even notice that. It's that? on in my book. It's on page one forty two, and it it's the very first time she mentions smelling him, Ooh, and wait. I was just like, okay, the entrance into just a treasure trove of content. That is so funny. Oh, okay, so in my book, if you're reading the new editions, it's on one thirty one. Oh my goodness, um, that's so weird. That is so interesting. And also, like, gave – I mean, if I'm going to speak for myself personally, gave me quite a complex. I judge men <laughs> solely on how they smell. They I'm smell. not even joking. Like, from that's a very so young age, I, like, read this and I was like, let's see how these fucking boys smell. Clearly, it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess I sort of remember that. Uh, I mean, I mean most of them at 14 smelled like Axe Body Spray. And with the hiding their – Sweat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
But Mia, I mean, I mean, I feel like Michael probably smells nice. Like he's older. He's like gotten past the Axe body spray phase. Yeah, yeah. Well, she says later in like the book, soap. she says he smells like soap and like yeah. Michael. <laughs> I don't. This is oh, moving that. way far ahead, but I feel like she talks about smelling his neck a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's what okay. I was referencing. That's yeah. Okay. Um. Well, no spoilies. No spoilies. So she goes to the principal's office. Principal Gupta, although, I mean, I would imagine it's pronounced Gupta, but in the movie and in the audiobooks, it's pronounced Gupta, so that's how I'm going to say it. I mean, like, there's that iconic Chris- scene with the Gupta. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the queen yes. is coming. <laughs> if that is how, is, if that is, how, oh God, I'm going to, I'm calling her Christine from Grey's Anatomy. What is her real name? Sandra O. Oh. If Sandra yeah. O oh is going to say, uh, if Gupta, she says Gupta, it's Gupta. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's Gupta. Yeah. So Principal Gupta asks Mia if everything's okay at home, and Mia's like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> everything's fine so like the trillionth like, incident of someone trying to help her and her being like exactly nope, and her just distrusting their motives um so she gets detention i uh, do honestly kind of like that she refuses to apologize oh me too i was I shocked, really but yeah. i thought it was another instance of her standing up for herself and i think that's yes absolutely because i think mm-hmm. there are instances like this a lot in your teenage years where something happens mm-hmm. where you may have technically done something that might not be correct and someone tells you you have to apologize for it and you're like but i didn't do anything mm-hmm. or like if you're like exactly like this situation if you're sticking up for someone who's bullying who be, who's being bullied and what you say is mean to the person who is doing the bullying mm-hmm. like that's I, you don't feel bad about that you're not supposed to feel bad about that like because you're doing the world a favor exactly i agree I really I yeah and i thought that point. was a great message to send good job Agreed. meg gold good star. job meg um also meg this i thought this was funny because this is so accurate she said most common question at aehs albert einstein high school is do you have any gum <laughs> i cannot even count the number of times somebody asked me that or do you have a dollar? I could borrow. It was <laughs> always borrow. borrow. Yeah. I'll give it back at some point. <laughs> yeah. So anywho, um, the next day shit really hits the fan. The news gets out. Mm. Um, Mia arrives at school and people are h- huddled in, in like little groups looking at well, newspapers. She sees people out front and she's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, no, actually I have a quote about this because I yeah, thought it was really was funny. So funny. It was so funny and also so naive of her to like, for someone who is constantly thinking about getting caught and then she has clearly been caught mm-hmm. and just doesn't realize it. And she says, mm-hmm. so she sees a bunch of kids reading the New York Post, I believe, um, And she's like, oh, someone's parent clearly just got caught doing something bad. And she says, parents can be so self-centered. Before they do something illegal, they should totally stop and think about how their kids are going to feel if they get caught. Yes, I thought that was so funny. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, what what a weird perspective. (laughs) What an an astute observation, I suppose. But also, just why are like how are you not wrecking and then like to go into the bathroom and having people like tee-heeing like when they see you. Yeah. And um it's just like, how do you not notice that? How do you not notice? Yeah, she's, again, it's it's more of her just being completely oblivious to the world around her, which it's weird because like simultaneous, su- simultaneously, she's constantly thinking people are talking about her. But then when they are, she's like, huh, must be somebody else. Yeah, who could it possibly be? Not me. I'm invisible, remember? Um, but it is, I mean, what a reveal. It is so. Yeah. Well, and another crazy. tip off, you know, Josh speaks to her. Josh says, hi, see yes. you later. Yeah. Lana asks them to sit. Le- well, I guess she already knows when Lana asks 
her to have lunch with oh yeah she says do you want to sit with us and me is like uh no (laughs) yeah no i'm sitting with tina and of course tina's thrilled but i think it's interesting that you know i here's something i love about the revelation of that the news is out is that mr g couldn't found out mr g was the one who realized what was going on tried to call helen couldn't reach her and so he called philippe like what a ballsy move yeah I love that. And so he says, you know, get me out of the principal's office till I can get there. And Principal Gupta is like, remember yesterday when I asked yeah. you if everything I was just cool? Asked like, you about this? This is something sort of that you may have brought up. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't think anyone believed me. Yeah. I mean, I guess it does sound, it does sound a little crazy. And like without context, mm-hmm. had parents not said anything, like I can imagine our head of upper school just calling 911 because clearly one of us would have had a mental break if we were in the principal's office saying like well I'm a princess now <laughs> like mm-hmm. like Jim, like no that's not yeah. real and clearly <laughs> you're having a mental breakdown oh like, no <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah I just found out I'm a princess <laughs> yeah, surprise yeah. you haven't heard of Genovia <laughs> um. <laughs> it's, it's real it's a mile yeah. long and 50,000 people live there and they right. don't pay taxes I mean it sounds fake they sell <laughs> olives <laughs> yeah so Philippe blames Mr. G, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Helen blames Grammaire. We don't find out till the next section who it was. Yeah, so it's a, so it's going to be a surprise who it is. But I think this is such a low blow of Philippe, mm-hmm. personally. Like I agree. Because she... Helen has proven herself that she is a dedicated mom, that she's not Mm -hmm. just going to bring someone into this house unless she really cares about him or them, whatever. And... The fact that Philippe is like who who removed himself from their lives, really, mm-hmm. other than financially, mm-hmm. um, it's really not. You don't just get to tell someone like yeah. that their taste is bad, and it's like you don't know this guy, mm-hmm. and you're not like now you're telling Helen who you, who you have trusted to raise your child that now you mm-hmm. don't trust her judgment. Like, excuse yeah, me, sir, it's not cool. I totally agree. And then, you know, Mia's like, I want to transfer schools. And he's like, you said you wanted to stay at this school. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, they go back and forth about it. Um, I think it's funny that the, the article calls her a statuesque beauty, which clearly, you know, we've said before, she is quite pretty. But yes. then Mia says, Carol Fernandez, are you on crack? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, which is totally something I used to say when I was a teenager. Like, are you on crack? Like, no. Yes. Um, yeah, that is like, yeah, that's a very dated term. I don't feel like I've said that in a very long yeah, time, but it is, either. it is very, um, I do. I like it. <laughs> I want to start saying it again. Are you on crack? <laughs> um, but who knows nowadays? I mean, I feel like some people. Who knows? <laughs> like, yeah. Who knows? Um, so we end the section with Philippe and Helen arguing. <laughs> um, oh, and as something we didn't mention, Tina asks Mia to have a sleepover. Maybe I did mention it. I don't remember. Um, she thanks her for like standing up to Lana, asks her to come over. Um, and basically, you know, Mia's like, oh, I understand if you don't want to be friends with me anymore now that there's a princess thing. And Tina's like, no, like I love having a friend. And it's just so sweet. It is really nice. And it, and it is nice. It's, it, I think Tina's reaction is probably the best of anyone's yeah um and she is so i don't know she's just yeah she's great she's open she's welcoming she's warm and she's just fantastic go tina gold star go tina to kick off some of our favorite quotes i'll read my my ultimate favorite please um so on my book it's on page 166 it's tina after the princess revelation has 
come to light. She says to Mia, I don't want you to feel you have to be nice to me just because no one else is. I got really mad then, not at Tina, but at everybody else at Albert Einstein. I mean, Tina Hakeem Baba is really, really nice, and no one else knows it because no one ever talks to her, because she isn't very thin, and she's kind of quiet, and she's stuck with a stupid bodyguard. While people are worrying about things like the fact that a deli is overcharging some people by five cents for ginkgo biloba rings, there are human beings walking around our school in abject misery because no one will even say good morning to them or how was your weekend. And then I felt guilty because a week ago, I had been one of those people. And I feel like that's such a good quote. I kind of dives into the weird, well, we get a lot of comments about Tina's weight in this section, which I find is yeah, inappropriate and, and a little mom, fatphobic. Like, yeah, when her mom has her on a diet. And, yeah. And she seems to be just going Mia along with it. describes her as like pudgy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I really like that quote. I think it's, again, you know, Mia's growth in a sense of yeah. like, why didn't I give this person the time of day? She's great. She also says when she's accepting Tina's invitation to sleep over, and I kind of like her too. She's nice to me. It's nice to have somebody be nice to you, which I think is such a testament to her shitty friendship with Lily, because yeah. Lily is so mean. Um, yeah. But anyway. Yes. No, I Just totally agree. Just some favorite quotes from, from I, the section? I have a couple. I don't have as many as I normally do, um, but... And I have one that I want to save for the end, uh, if that's okay. Because um, I think it's a nice, uh, succinct way to to wrap it up. Um, but I did, I really did love uh, Mia's poems throughout Mia's about, poems algebra, so great. Al- yeah. about algebra. Are you um, going to fan- read one of them? I think we absolutely should. Um, I mean, you Whichever are the voice of prefer. Mia, so I obviously think you should choose oh, I'll read one. It. Um, but I did have one that I really liked where like on it's on my page 86 where we are seeing Grandmare for the first time and Mia's kind of describing her mm-hmm. and she's wearing all purple and you know mm-hmm. Mia says like Lily would say that this means that she like oh yeah yeah, yeah blah 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 and or, and Mia says so while Grandmare Grandmare is definitely delusional it's not because she thinks she's an aristocrat she really is one <laughs> she really is one yes i agree i thought that was very funny why can't yeah and i and i, and I to oh here we go oh no yeah. they're just kidding hold on it's in here somewhere oh here we go what to do during algebra or ode to algebra do we have a preference i think what to do during algebra has all right more here we go personally all right a dramatic reading of what to do during algebra Oh, what to do during algebra. The possibilities are limitless. There's drawing and yawning and portable chess. There's dozing and dreaming and feeling confused. There's humming and strumming and looking bemused. You can stare at the clock. You can hum a little song. I've tried just about everything to pass the time along, but nothing works. Have you tried focusing on... That was amazing. That was amazing. Uh, I mean, I just have me a quick question. Have you tried actually paying attention? Um, nope. Okay. That would be pointless. Perfect. Princesses don't need algebra. Princesses don't need algebra. That's a fact. That is a fact. Um, I think it's important that we do, the two of us, a dramatic reading of Michael and Lily's argument. I definitely... I agree Um, Over... Well, this is go. after Mia has been outed, and mm-hmm. this is um, Lily talking to her, presumably for the first, or really for the first time since they had their fight. Yes. And do you want to read Lily or Michael? I think I wanted to do 
I kind of want to see what you do with Lily. Can I be Michael? Yeah. Okay. Um, Wait. Um, so basically, Lily and Mike, Michael, Lily is being very like anti monarchy and is accusing Mia of, you know, being like a royalist. And uh, Michael kind of comes yeah. to her defense and is talking about how the people of Genovia don't pay taxes and they have great education, low crime, blah, 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 blah. So then it turns a little personal. So <laughs> we're going to read this dramatic scene from G&T between Lily and Michael. All right, ready, scene. Mm -hmm. Oh, Lily, you're just jealous. I am not. Yes, you are. You're jealous because she got a, her haircut without consulting you. You're jealous because she's, you stopped talking to her and she went out and got a new friend. You're jealous because all this time, Mia's had this secret and she didn't tell you. Michael, shut up. Lily, did you say something? I wasn't talking to you, Boris. Sorry. Gosh, Michael, you sure are quick to come to Mia's defense all of a sudden. I wonder if maybe it ever occurred to you that your argument, while ostensibly based in logic, might have less intellectual than libidinous roots. Well, what about your persecution of the hoes? Is that rooted in intellectual reasoning, or is it more of an example of vanity run amok? That's a circular argument. It isn't. It's empirical. <laughs> Should we conclude there? I think so. I think I think, I think we're good. The, yeah, the gist. That is so, the gist. To translate, Lily accuses Michael of defending Mia because he's interested in her, like romantically. Sexually. And then Michael does turn red, which yes. I, I mean, I think that can confirm what our suspicions are that he is. Yes. Speaking um, of which, yes. have we noted the fact that he clearly tries to ask her out twice in this yes. section uh, and she misses it completely? Oh my god. Like, I can't handle it. I literally have in my notes, Michael is again underlined, yes. again all capitaled. He, like, twice. Twice. He tries to broach times, the topic. Which is and, crazy because mm -hmm. like it's so obvious when people are trying to ask you out and she's so like I mean I definitely have had situations where someone's trying to ask me out and I like am like what no, uh, and like just leave the room because I don't want to be asked <laughs> by out, out by them. But like she wants to be asked out by him. Exactly. It's so apparent and he just mm -hmm. but also can we talk about how clearly Michael she's and Lars are very really best dumb. friends and like have yes. a secret Michael language. and Lars, I feel like that persists as well, like throughout the books. Yeah. They and Michael is pulling our Lars, excuse me, is pulling for Michael. He yes. wants this to happen. He th he likes Michael. He likes wants them to be together. Um which is delightful. <laughs> which is delightful. Um, it's very cute. I think another this is really only my other quote that I noted, um, but we named our episode after it. <laughs> At the first princess lesson, Mia says, look, whatever, Grandmere, I've got a lot of homework. Is this princess thing going to take long? And I think that's just really cute. I think it's a great quote that's, like, kind of representative of she has no idea what she's in for. Yeah. It, I, and I, mean, I just really, I was really drawn to it. Yeah, I love that. It's good. And it's also very, like, <laughs> like, clearly, she's so 14. She's mm -hmm. so 14 and just like, okay, yes. all right, Grandma. Like, whatever. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. Any more quotes, or do we want to hit those pop culture reps? I actually have quite a few pop culture reps. All right. Um, Let's roll them out. Roll them out. I have, like, um, none, because yours was so, your list was so zero. <laughs> <laughs> I love research. What can I say? History major over here. Um, <laughs> um, so this is Mia about 
uh, almost said Princess Lana <laughs> um, <laughs> or Lana. Um, so this is Mia about Lana. Um, she walks into the girls' room. She just rolled her eyes. Oh, this is when she's washing her shoes in the sink, and she <laughs> says Lana just rolled her eyes and started brushing her long Marsha Brady hair, which one did not know that's how Marsha was spelled. Um, I didn't either. Yeah. Um, but also, I guess, I don't know, I guess the Brady Bunch, I think it's timeless, but yes, it, it, I, I think but it's still had, dated. It is dated. And we had more of a, a, um, a, an exposure to it. Cause there was a mm-hmm. movie made, um, when right. we were younger. Uh, so anyone who doesn't know that the Brady Bunch, check it out. The sister and brother date. It's <laughs> you a don't know weird. what the Brady Bunch is. <laughs> That's um, crazy to me. I know that would be crazy. no judgment. Like, yeah, no judgment. <laughs> a little bit. Of, I mean, a little bit of judgment, but like not a lot of judgment. Um, no. Scarier than Freddy Krueger and Jason put together. Um, I don't know if I feel like that might be dated just because there are so yeah. many of those movies, but I feel like they haven't done a remake of one in quite a while. True. So they're not, um, people aren't knowing about them right True. now. And then, of course, we have the classic, hey, Rosemary, where's your baby? Yes, Which in reference lovely. to her haircut. Yes. Lovely. So Rosemary's Baby, one of the greatest films ever made, if you haven't seen it. I mean, obviously, it's a little, like, I mean, <laughs> it's made by Roman Polanski. So do we, mm. do we watch it still? Maybe. Mm, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know. It use use your best judgment um and do what you would like it is a great film but yes um anyway so we already talked about uh lola leola 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 may herman and her vagina we already talked about her and why me Mm -hmm. um and then we have of course vicky the captain's daughter on that old 70s show the love boat which i mean great show great i i actually made a note of whatever yeah. Is whatever I think dated. people still say whatever, but I do think like whatever was Yeah, very, the like, emphasis is different. Yeah. yeah, the emphasis on whatever is very different mm-hmm. and agreed. Yeah. Um but I do find I mean I think I still say whatever, but I don't know. Uh but I liked this one, the nice hair Amelia. Who were you supposed to be? Tank Girl. So Yeah, Lana I did not this. get that reference. Okay, so Tank Girl is an amazing movie um mm. that was made in 1995 it's based off of a comic that okay. was released in 1988 um i am actually very surprised it has not been remade at this point because it is very on point for the current ya genre of mm. dystopian future and she's a really cool resistance fighter and she has like this really cool like punk look with like short short spiky yeah. blonde hair and she's like a total badass yeah so that i mean check it out if you haven't watched it it's amazing um (laughs) this one absolutely one of my favorites uh mia says (laughs) celebrity supporters no cause stands a chance i mean where would all those starving kids be without sally struthers (laughs) i would not i mean i know who sally struthers is but i i did not know about the yeah the the starving children (laughs) yes about the starving children and i don't really i only have like vague recollections of these because i watched a lot of like late night television as a child Mm -hmm. um but sally struthers jordan and i are very familiar with her because she (laughs) played the character babette on gilmore girls Girls. (laughs) the horse is bigger than the front door the horse Um, is bigger than the front door Um, so at the time she was on a show called All in the Family, which I've never watched and I couldn't really tell you what it's about. I don't know if it really matters. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but anyway, she made these really iconic, it's like, think of the, um, 
the Sarah McLaughlin commercials for the ASPCA where it's like really <laughs> sad music and really sad yeah. animals. Only it was sad people and like it's like for only a quarter a day you can feed these kids and like it was horrifying and awful. Mm-hmm. But um interesting. Yeah. Uh and then we'll wrap it up with Jesse Helms. Um and the quote that we hear about him is uh is that um Helen is worried about Jesse Helms uh, sticking the CIA on socio-political artists like herself. Um, <laughs> so basically, he was a Republican senator from North Carolina. Uh, in 1991, he proposed an amendment to the National Endowment for the Arts, um, which would essentially make it legal to censor art. And also, wow. to, like, there was a few examples that That's I saw where it was like there um, was one artist who took pictures of like a crucifix um, that was floating in blood, which is, you know, whatever. It's art. Yeah. It's kind of nuts. But yeah, it's interesting. interesting, though, because something like this does come up in a separate series, which stay tuned. We may talk about later. Um, <laughs> so we might bring this up again. But I did. I thought it was funny. And like, it, it was a little yeah. timely. And, and she does tend to I think Meg Cabot does tend to bring up censorship a lot and how yeah. it's not, she's not for it. Like, she's like, no, the arts should stay the arts. And then mm-hmm. the last one is Lisa Gibbons. Yeah. <laughs> she was on Celebrity Apprentice. That's how I know who she oh is. My God, I really? watch that. Oh, okay. I had not watched that. So she was the host of Entertainment Tonight. And I was like, I so random. That was, that was about it. I mean, she, but she was the host at the time, so that—that's a hefty number of uh, pop culture references. Yeah, they're yeah. I liked. I respect it. For fun. And yeah, good has good good research too. Thank Snaps you so much. for you. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but I wonder if that is a good intro into our outdated norms as well, because there so, was yes. quite a few. Yes, <laughs> there were several. There's some problematic um, shit in this. The section. most. The most notable one to me was the teacher giving shoulder rubs, mm. supposedly check to see if checking to see if students are wearing a bra. That is so creepy to me. So and she just glazes over it like it's no big deal. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the creepiest thing ever. Yeah. yeah I mean, I can't to... imagine if we were in high school and something like that. Yeah. Or like a Ew. sitch that we knew about. Uh-uh. Like, and she acts like... like it's totally normal and fine. Yeah. It's not totally normal. And fine. <laughs> not at all. Also not normal and fine. Uh, Lily's strike against the hose and their deli is yes. rooted in very racist thinking <laughs> yeah it is I was thinking yeah that the whole t- I was like the entire felt very cringy it's very mm-hmm. problematic that would yes. never fly today uh-uh, that would no. not be okay no um, and Lily it, Lily is doing this on the basis that she's like doing this groundbreaking work to for like equality yeah. and actually she's kind of just being racist yeah she's being like she herself is actually being racist yeah. and it's very strange mm-hmm. um and of course we'll we'll have the wrap up of that in part three um, yes but i mean just briefly she never really says sorry yeah <laughs> she never no. really backs down Mm-mm. she's yeah. never she's never wrong no no she's never wrong um and then they do uh they do talk they're very anti-plastic surgery mm-hmm. which i think yes. is a little dated um yeah i agree plastic surgery shaming yes and then i had this quote that i pulled out because she talks about princess diane a lot mm-hmm. this quote she says i know all about how to get out of eating stuff at state dinners and also about barfing it up 
or barfing up what you did eat afterwards. Yeah. That is like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. Toxic. <laughs> Damn. Scary. Um, but on that same note, we have Tina. We constantly are hearing about her weight. We're constantly hearing about her um her being like pudgy or whatever she's eating salad like she's reading these books about boys she probably won't be Mm -hmm. able to get it's kind of insinuated and like her mom puts her on a diet and I think Mm -hmm. that it's just really screwed up and sad and it's just talked about like Mm -hmm. it's kind of normal totally agree yeah and then the last thing I had was smoking yeah the the kids kids smoking smoking outside yeah that's a little I mean you don't I guess you don't see that I don't really know if you you're see not that much well anymore. you're not allowed <laughs> to have tobacco on campuses right one of the children I work with one of the high school children I work with was talking about their friend getting in trouble because they were holding someone else's vape pen and they got expelled mm. oh geez which was That's I know harsh. yeah well I mean I guess it's the same as like when we were in high school we didn't have vape pens where there was only cigarettes and like if people got caught with cigarettes they would That's get in really true. Good trouble. yeah you're right so Dang. I guess that's just the new, the new norm, okay. but it interesting. is interesting that it's very normal. But even then I didn't think it was that normal. Cause like, I remember my mom talking about how at the high school she went to, they were allowed they, at the senior in the senior area, mm-hmm. they, they were allowed to smoke, <laughs> but that was like mm-hmm. on campus in a very central location, which I think you know about what yeah. I'm talking Yeah. They were Weird. just in there smoking. Um, okay. Yeah. Huh. Which was well, super strange. Was a different time. Me, yeah. It was a different time. It was a different time. Don't smoke kids. Don't smoke. It's bad. <laughs> Whom oh. shall we claim is the biggest bully? Wait. I had a tough time deciding between two, but I, I have. Think I landed well, on one. well f- speaking of bullies, can we talk about what did Grandma do to Genevieve? <laughs> yeah, I noted that too. <laughs> speaking of bullies, I mean that's insane. That's like a little scary. I think Grandma may have had someone murdered in her childhood. Yeah, um, when um. When Mia's talking to Gromare about Lana, Gromare's like, oh, I had a girl just like that. And then Mia's like, how's you handle it? And Gromare's kind of like, hmm, you'll never know. Like, yeah, she just laughs manically. Yeah. How frightening. Scary. But I think this, I think the bully, this section, it's super easy. I mean, mm-hmm. it's ab- what? Uh, my argument for Lana is okay. what she said to Tina. Super yes. harsh. Yes. But I agree. I think... I think we must crown Lily the biggest bully. Mm-hmm. Not crown, but shame her for being the biggest bully because Certainly. she just like doesn't. She's pretty relentless, and yeah. to someone who's supposed to be her best friend. Yeah, it's it's a little disheartening. It almost makes me. I mean, I coming back into this. I told you I remember not liking Lily, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's it's and it really bringing <laughs> that back hardcore. And yeah. I am just like I don't I don't mm-hmm. like her. She's really mean. She's like doing things that. Mm-hmm are just so unnecessary and unkind and it's like this person's mm-hmm. supposed to be your friend why are you treating her like that but lana i mean i feel like the only reason she shouldn't get it is because she totally got what was coming to her yes you know? justice was served justice was certainly served and we can't talk about bullying without talking about the roast of, <laughs> the roast of the um the sweater comes up yet again i told boris that in america we don't tuck our sweaters into our <laughs> pants she also says on my book it's page 142 she says when she's looking at Lily sitting with Boris, she says, how could she stand having his spindly little violin stroking arm around the back of her chair? I can't imagine. And he still hasn't untucked his sweater. She fucking hates him so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's so harsh. Yeah. It's so I, harsh. Yeah. It is. I mean, 
she just doesn't like him. She doesn't like him. There's nothing he can do. And I mean, I don't think he can help that he has little tiny arms. (laughs) I mean, no, he probably doesn't have spindly arms because you'd probably need like muscle to play the violin. Yeah. Constantly like doing things through arms. I wonder too, like how big this supply closet is that he is locked in constantly. Um, I don't know. I feel like we don't, it must be large enough for him to stand the width of himself and a violin. (laughs) And to like, yeah, and the mood. Yeah, yeah. and the bow. Yeah. Um, They do continuously do it. Yeah, they do it all the time. Yeah, and then they kind of, they continue to double down and no spoilies, but they get teacher approval for it. Yeah, (laughs) true. Um, True. Yeah. So why don't we go ahead and, and, Bestow our crowns to our section winner and our royal loser. All right, loser, easy. It's Lily. Yeah. She's such a bee, this whole section. Very unsupportive. Super mean. She's just a loser. on a bad foot. So I would crown my winner as Tina, although I could be persuaded to Mia. I was thinking Tina because she's so sweet and she finally, like, gets to make a... I just love that for her, but I think if you look at it from a more active standpoint, it definitely should be Mia because she's the one who's really doing all the standing up for herself, for Tina, um, and I, I think that she, I think that Mia ultimately, like, deserves the crown. Yeah, I think, I agree. I, I do, I love Tina, and I think mm-hmm. she will have her moment to shine in oh, yes. future, oh yes, like, passages, and I totally think she will get the crown but I think I am I wrote down Mia for this one because Mm -hmm. she really sticks up for herself Mm -hmm. she sticks up for Tina which is nice that we see her sticking up for someone other than herself obviously it's nice to see her finally like get some gumption and like tell Lily like stop yelling at me please yes please stop deserve this this. I don't deserve this yeah totally um but it is nice that she does it to Lana too, although it does not yep. stop Lana from continuing to be a shitbag. It does because, not. Yeah. And we never condone violence. Uh, we certainly don't condone wasting Naughty Royale. Absolutely but not. But it's yeah. not really a waste. Because, yeah, that's true. I mean, Lana deserved it. But again, it was we don't bad. condone violence here. All right. So as we kind of wrap up episode two, I thought it would be good to end with uh, the quote I mentioned that I wanted to say for the end. Yes. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. Which is um, Philippe. um, When Mia is in the car and she's like, I want to go to a different school and they're arguing and they're like, he was like, you said you wanted to say it Albert Einstein. Like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Right. And um, Mia is just like, no, I quit. I don't want to do this anymore. And Philippe, and a credit to Meg Cabot, has a very poignant remark for her. And he says, everyone will know you are a princess Amelia, or excuse me, everyone will know that you are the princess Amelia of Genovia. You cannot quit being who you are. Which, of course, is, yeah. It's It's a very nice, cute thing for him to say, but it's also very much putting into place this whole story and how it, this, yeah. is the, this is the beginning of the journey. And just like for us, yeah. it's the beginning of our journey and oh, it will continue. It all ties in. <laughs> God, it all it's beautiful. Together. <laughs> um, we can't quit being who we are, clearly. We can't quit being who we are. We're hilarious, beautiful, smart. <laughs> I mean, the list goes on. <laughs> no stopping. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I concur. No, that's a great quote. I'm glad you pointed that out. Um, 
it's and I think it's it's great too because Philippe is always kind of the voice of reason and very poignantly yes. so and so I I love that that's a good a good quote to end on I think so too alrighty so but well I think, I think that that wraps up our episode two I believe it does um this was exciting this has been exciting um we obviously are new at this like we said before so please if you have anything that you would like to let us know tell us on instagram on anchor on any of our uh platforms yes you can find all of our social media and um streaming platforms on our website thepodcastdiaries.com you can also find a link to our gmail there so you can you can message us pretty much any way. We make it really hard for you to not be able to message us. We want to hear from you. Yes, we want but... your thoughts in our minds. <laughs> and our hearts. <laughs> and our hearts. <laughs> so go ahead and rate us five stars if you like us, which I hope you do. We love you. Or if you. you don't like us, honestly, just give us five stars. What's going to hurt? Stars anyway. What's going to hurt? Do not the nice hurt. thing. Be like hurt. Tina. Be like Tina. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um... So for our final section of book one, we are going to be reading from the section that is titled Thursday, October 16th, Homeroom, all the way through to the end. And uh, some exciting stuff coming up. Have a special guest. Ooh, it's going to be exciting. All it's right. So I guess a royal wave goodbye to you. And a royal goodbye to you. Bye. Bye.